0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Cherie Hardy. I had to end the last episode abruptly because my computer, my cute computer's battery was going out, I didn't have my cl- uh, my court right away, so I had to um, end that episode, but I want to continue the conversation and do a part two, and I titled that episode, Sex and Lies, Life Lessons um, from the Xavier Howard Lawsuit. I first want to emphasize that um, this is a lawsuit that Mr. Howard should be considered innocent until proven guilty. Someone is accusing him of something. Some woman has alleged that he did something very bad, um, but he has not been found guilty. And so I just want to emphasize that. And and really, when I talk about these news stories, the focus is really not on the people. It's on the situation. You know, I wanted you to understand that a lot of people go through the same thing, but they're not well-known for whatever the reason, they're not celebrities or they're not in the public. So they would not, people would not know about it. But a lot of people face this situation where um, a young lady is alleging that this football star, how uh, Xavier Howard, has given her an incurable disease, sexually transmitted disease. She alleges that um, not only he gave it to her, but when she... I guess, reached out to him about it. He, um, you know, he sent her a text message and she's. this is what's going around that he basically just told her, you know, get over it. Yeah, I gave it to you. Get over it, move on. And that is what I was trying to emphasize in my part one of this, that when you engage in sexual activity and the person does not love you, bad things are going to happen period. I'm just going to say that again. When you engage in sexual activity with people and they do not have love for you and you do not have love for them, nothing good is going to come out of it. You're going to get a bad outcome some way, somehow. Whether it is a disease, whether it is pain, emotional pain, whether it is loss in some way, loss can be the loss of finances, the loss of life, the loss of your health. Um, nothing good is going to come out of these relationships. And I'm on a mission. I, I've started a book and I'm just trying to get my bearings straight. But I do think my next my next, my next chapter <clears throat> professionally is gonna be a full-time writer. Because they're just God has just put so much on my heart. And I need to share out. I know that there are people that are just seeking for this information. And I don't care if one person gets it. And that's the only person that gets it. Excuse me. I have made up my mind. I have to share this information. And so sex and love were never, ever created by God to be separated. So in other words, when you have sex and you're not in a committed relationship and that person doesn't love you, that is what they do. Exactly what this lady, young lady is alleging that Xavier Howard did to her. Once he had used her body, he gotten whatever it is he got from it and gave her this disease. Then he went on with his life as if she were nothing. That she didn't matter. That he didn't care. That now she will have to take medication for the rest of her life or she will have to be deal with pain for the rest of her life you guys we have to change people have to change their thoughts about sex sex we now you know as humans most of us are wired with certain hormones and certain things going on where we will at some point want to have sex however just having sex because you want to because if so for some people it is pleasurable, and that is their, their reason. That is the only reason why they go out and they find someone or something to have sex with because they're just trying to get pleasure. And when it becomes like that, when sex is just about pleasure and it's not about love, it's not about commitment and it's not about caring for people, guess what's gonna happen? They're going to have sex with anybody and anything and that's what you have happening all day and every day but here's the good news it doesn't have to happen and someone is listening to me and I am I want to encourage you to change your life yes it is hard initially when you're trying to when your body is wired to um to have sex or desire sex And you make it, but you can't find someone who could commit to you and be in a relationship and love you and you resolve, okay, well, I'm just not going to have sex. That's hard for some people. That's really hard. But I'm telling you, it is worth it. It is worth being able to be disease free. It's worth having peace. It's worth not having that feeling of being used and knowing someone really doesn't love you. But they just want to use your body for whatever and what i am so disturbed about and that's why i'm doing this is because i have had a lot of conversations over the years with different people and in particular men they have this notion that they were just wired to have more than one sexual partner that they cannot just have one one is not enough and they can't do it and, and all of that And I can't deny because I'm not in a man's body. I don't have the same, you know, hormonal makeup as they do. I can't deny that it may be harder for men because of their hormones or something like that. What I can say is that it is possible to be monogamous and be a man. And there are some men who do it, and you know how they do it? They make the decision. They have the right thoughts about sex because it's all about what you think. And you know how I know that God would not approve, and I'm going to talk about the Bible because it's it on. God does not approve of this polygamous stuff because it's dangerous. It'll kill you. During sex, you share bodily fluids. You know, and some people are perverted, so they're sharing a whole lot more blood and fecal matter and other things, foreign matter. It's just, it's, it's just gotten out of control. And God would never create something in that way and have that set up so that you could just die. Because that's exactly what happens. And because of the lies, so many people, I mentioned in my <clears throat> last episode, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a minister out of Kansas. And um, his story has made the national news because his wife was found dead in a field. And he was the one that killed her. And they hadn't even been married that long, but what came out was that he had been involved in sexual relationships with multiple men in his church, and he's not the first one. I remember once there was a case right here in Atlanta, and it was it was about AIDS. It's so funny we're talking about the um, sexually transmitted diseases, and this one pastor and that he had given several members of his church HIV AIDS this is a minister and I'm not just holding him fully accountable but people who choose to have sex with someone outside of a committed relationship you have to take responsibility of your life too and that is what I also emphasize in that that first episode you know if, if you choose to do something and no one put a gun to your head we have to take responsibility for our actions and you, you you have to take ownership for your life. It is your life. And I'm here to tell you, that's not God's way. For you to just feel like having sex and you got to go to more than one person. And men will say, well, I just, I want variety. I just don't want to have sex with one. I just, my need is too great. Um, person A can't have it enough. So I got to go to person. I mean, they come up with all of these different reasons. And the bottom line is... If you loved her, you loved a woman, and you were committed to her, and you treated her well, you would have to probably keep her off of you. And that's the secret that most men don't even understand. They don't even get that. And it's because of bad teaching and bad thoughts. And again, we live in a society. Jesus taught something that I I think we need to just keep saying. We live in the world, but not be of the world this world i don't know who is not that i'm gonna I, this is what i want to challenge people who really believe in the power of prayer sometimes people dismiss prayer as being passive or what weak people do and they they dismiss prayer as being um ineffective or that it doesn't work but prayer really does work and sometimes in life when you do not have the power to do anything else but pray, you should pray. And what people need to do is people need to research and get the names of all of the people who create this filth in our world. And they need to start praying. Because there's somebody creating this stuff. And and what I was about to lead to and I got sidetracked was... One of the issues is, is you have to understand how your mind works. Your mind works just like a television. Like a, you know, if you turn on your television, you have different channels. And you control what channel is going to appear on that television. You control that. So if you don't like that channel or you don't want to watch that, guess what you can do? You can change the channel. It's just like a streaming, um, you know. I have Netflix, I have Google, I have all these different things. If I don't want to watch something, I go through, I'm getting ready to go through because I need to give myself something to enjoy. You go through, you find a movie. If you don't like that movie, you can just stop it and you can watch another movie. We are not taught, and I'm trying to teach this now. That you have control over what thoughts play out in your mind. If you keep playing lustful thoughts. Thoughts of sex. Watching people have sex. Watching men and women have sex. And you keep watching that and playing that over and over and over in your mind. Guess what's going to happen? You are going to act on that. You are feeding yourself lust. And so therefore your appetite for whatever you're feeding yourself for is going to grow and that's in that's with anything just like with if you start reading you know I'm I sell books I'm like wait a minute I haven't gotten into I used to read every day and now I'm not reading with, with the same kind of thirst that I used to because once you stop doing it then you just don't do it anymore and it's like with anything else and so you have the control To say, I'm not going to feed myself with these lustful images. And those of you, again, who believe, find out who is creating this filth and start to pray. And that they are eliminated. Something something has to give. Something is going on here that's just evil and wrong. And, you know, it's, it's hard at the same time. You gotta be to the point where I'm grown and I can I can turn on my TV or my computer to anything. I have to make the choice not to feed myself with filth. And so that is the another reason why people get lost in the sauce. Because if you think this is something you have to do and you feed that lust, it's going to grow. I met a guy, <clears throat> this has been a while, I would say I don't know how long it's been, maybe three or four years, maybe longer than that. And I was impressed by the, the fact that he wasn't someone, this young man was not like hypersexual. You know, he wasn't always talking about sex and he didn't seem to be, you know, just running out favorite every woman or whatever. And I asked him about that. And he said, you know, when he was younger, he would feed. you know, he would watch porn, he would feed himself and stuff and he wanted to stop that himself and so because he had a daughter once he had his daughter his life changed and as he watched it less and he noticed that he didn't have that same appetite he didn't he wasn't thinking about it he was more focused on different things that he was focused on his work at one point i think he um didn't have custody of his daughter and he was concerned so he was trying to fight to get custody for his daughter so that took his focus up and so you have the ability to change the channel because if you feed yourself with lust all day every day and you already are wired as to be a sexual being guess what's going to happen you are going to end up doing something that you are going to regret, and that's exactly what is happening. The young man that we that I mentioned in this article, apparently he has a long-term girlfriend or fiance, and now if she had, if he if he really does, again this is all a legend. If he really does have herpes, and then he turns around and have sex with her, then now she has it. And from what I'm hearing through the grapevine, she is all about just get the money and deal with whatever. You know, that's her mentality. Again, the wrong thoughts will end up having you sick and and hurt and dead, period. And if that's her mentality, there are outcomes that she's going to have as a result of that. And it is very painful and sad. But here's the point, it does not have to happen. We have to begin to think about monogamy. And and I want to bring up the Bible because I've had conversations with more than one man about polygamy or having more than one woman. And so many of them misuse the Bible. The Bible, ladies and gentlemen, is not a book that fell out of the sky. The Bible is a book that has been written by men. When they were writing the, the, some of the stories, they were not there. They were not there with a, a writing utensil and some paper or parchment writing down everything as it happened. They wrote these stories based on maybe, I believe, some people don't even believe this, but maybe uh, they wrote these stories based on how what they believed God was leading them to write. They wrote the stories leading them to share what they believed God wanted them to share and so this record whether it's real or not I believe it's true some people don't whether it's real or not still has incredible power because it's about learning the life lesson it's about extracting the lesson from their stories what can you learn from David's life What other, when you read the whole story some men say well you know he had many wives so that means that I can have many wives because Abraham. You know, if Sarah had servants and he slept with the servant, that means, no, Hagar could not even, the, in that story about Abraham and Sarah, she couldn't say, no, I don't want to sleep with your husband, Sarah. I don't want to have sex with him. And guess what happened? She did, and bad outcomes, because then they got into it, and he she ended up getting kicked out, or she ended up no, running away because she was being abused, and with her child, and just more problems. And that's what happens because we were really meant to be with just one person. And if you had one person and that relationship was not based on lust, but it was based on real love, real commitment, real friendship, real connection, and and learning about this person and knowing that you had a person that had your back and cared for you and genuinely wanted you to succeed and didn't just want to use your body. You know what would happen? How beautiful that would be? It would be absolutely amazing. And so many people would not be getting these diseases and struggling with mental health issues and struggling with spiritual issues and struggling with so many other things and children without their fathers and all these things because men and women choose not to create in love but because they keep creating lust and finding new ways to fulfill that lust you ladies and gentlemen it does not have to be this way we have to change and we have to teach our children how sacred sex is and how their bodies are sacred and when you give your body, like, I'm just thinking, you know, the guy, this football player, he's not the only one. I thought about Michael Vick. I could not think of Michael Vick's name in the last episode. But he did the same thing. And this is not, and he, the court of law found him guilty of passing on infecting a woman with herpes. He knew he had it. They were able to do some tests. I didn't, And I learned something from that case because I didn't even know they could tell how long you've had it. But based on the test results, Michael Vick knew that he had herpes. He had had it and he gave it to a woman. And now she is infected for the rest of her life. She'll have to take medication for the rest of her life. She will have to deal with whatever pain that goes with that. And listen, guys, when you're dealing with people and you're having sex and you're sharing bodily fluids and your skin is touching their skin, whatever they got, you're going to get and that's, that's like playing Russian roulette because so many people now have these secrets and they have these things going on, and now you're dealing, now you got it because you, you're dealing with them. And you know, med- medicine is not an exact science. They don't know everything, they're still finding out things. Some of these diseases are being passed around, and it hasn't even been totally revealed how this keeps happening, but it does not have to happen. It's going to be hard for two people who are in a committed relationship and love one another and they're faithful and they're not going outside that relationship to have some kind of sex-related issue. It is very unlikely they will. But those of you who just keep, you know, you you all the lust, all that stuff, guess what? You're gonna it's just one problem. Love and lust and limerence. I learned I mentioned that I learned the word limerence from my daughter. I said, Wow. It's like limerence is like extended lust. It's like a long crush. But it does not help anybody. So many children suffer because men end up having sex with women that they don't love. And women have sex with men who don't love them. And guess what happened? that the, because they didn't love them, they abandoned their children people getting diseases. Then you got every day on the news, you got somebody being killed because of some lust. It's not love, some lust related issue, some sex related issue. People have been engaging in relationships and one person leaves and goes to another. It's just a hot mess and it does not have to happen. You have the power to determine what thoughts are going to play out in your mind. And this is a strategy that I've shared when I was a teacher and I was dealing with young people. When, you know, when a thought comes in your head and it's, you know, sometimes it's out of nowhere. Like we don't control what thoughts come, but we can control what thoughts play out. You have to say stop. You have to come up with a focus word. I say, say the word stop because that's what's on the remote control. Stop it. Change the channel. You can think about something else. Some of this sexual perversion, you you have so much sexual perversion out there. It comes from people. playing like, These thoughts come out there. And I don't know, from little things that you see, the music, you know, what, what the people you're around. And these thoughts are there. And then if you don't say stop, then you're going to, and you play. And you keep playing and playing. Eventually, you're going to act. Because all of our actions and our words start with our thoughts and the, the way to cure many things that are perverted and sick that are sex related what you have to do is you have to change your thoughts you have to change your thoughts you don't have to be a pervert you don't have to be someone that lives his life seeking lust everywhere you go and that's how some people are you know, everyone, I, I'm, I'm in a pub, my business is in a public place. And every time somebody walks past, they're hollering at the person. The other day, I was at my, I was inside my space and this lady passed on the other side. She's walking down, I think, to the beauty supply store, which is next door to me. And she didn't speak to this one guy. And then he said, "B, you don't, you didn't speak to blah, blah, blah. No, because look how you act when you don't do what she wants you to do. It's sick and it does not have to be this way you can get your mind right. You have to make a decision. What do you really want before you leave this earth? Do you want love? Or do you want the consequences of loss? It's that simple. You make a decision. And if you cannot find, and this is the part that I didn't address and I'm running out of time. If you cannot find someone to commit to you and or someone doesn't find you who wants to commit, I say that making the choice to have solitude and be alone, not lonely, because there's a difference, but be alone is better than being in a relationship and you got all these problems, sex-related problems because of lies, people practicing you know, certain sexual behaviors, and then they don't tell anybody, <clears throat> but those behaviors have a higher risk of disease. And then they, and I remember when I, in the um, 90s, and let me see, the 2000s, I used to get Essence magazine, and I used to read Essence faithfully. I think the magazine has changed. I haven't subscribed in years, but I it was one point during the HIV AIDS epidemic where black women were the highest percentage of new cases of HIV. And as they began to try to explore why, they realized that so many men practice um having sex with other men and they weren't telling these women so the women didn't have a choice to say you know i don't think so because that's going to put me in an increased chance of getting hiv or herpes or something they didn't get that chance and many of those women died mothers sisters aunties daughters grandmothers died because of lies because of lies and lust. And it has to stop. And it stops with you making the decision that you're not going to be a part of that. Some people, their last moments on earth are an act of lust, an act of perversion. That's their last moment on this earth. That's that's just not beautiful. And so it has up and we have to protect our children. And you have to teach your children the truth. And this is the thing that no one says. You can live without sex. It may be hard. It may be a challenge. Depending on who you are. You know, again, I'm not in a man's body. I don't have the hormones. I know that those things affect the sex drive. But there are men who are are single. Or there are men who totally decided to be committed in one relationship. And if you let yourself connect with God and discover his love, you can be in a monogamous relationship and have true peace and true love. And you don't know you can do that until you try it. Most people say, Well I I know I can't be happy in one relationship. You haven't even tried it. Because your mindset is, and this is what we teach some people, just go out and, you know, soar your oats. Just do whatever you want to do. It's your body and that's a lie. You're gonna find out. Trust me. You're in a room with somebody who takes her last breath and you see that up close and personal, no, you're not, we're not in control. Trust and believe the one who made us is in control. So I want everyone in this room to know and understand that, tell the truth, understand the truth, understand that relationships are safer and they're more beautiful when you are monogamous, when you're not engaging in multiple sex partners and engaging in sexual practices that are unnatural and that are unsafe it doesn't have to be this way you control this and it begins with seeing wrong for wrong and right for right and that's the key because what I learned from dealing with different people and coaching people and talking to people is that if you think something is wrong and it's right then you can't ever do it If you think something is right and it's really wrong and sick, you can't do it. It's like this distortion in the thinking and you have to get correct thinking. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm out of time. Peace and blessings. I want you to be safe. I want you to be disease free. And it is possible. Believe and begin to work on changing your thoughts. You're in the one with the remote control.